Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John. I'm back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. I'm starting to feel like just really pregnant. Are you? <laughs> yeah. There's no better way to describe it other than just like. Uh, good. Eh. Yeah. Well, we you're at that stage. Thanks. Seated is great. It's perfect. If I could spend all my time seated or laying down, it would be awesome. Well, you got the big comfy chair and the mm -hmm. big comfy hoodie and uh, you're getting close. What's your due date? It's April, April right? April 7th, technically, but I don't think it's going to go that long. I think it'll be like a week early. That's what I think. Okay. Predictions. Yeah. Nice. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, I'm good, Jen. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let me give some introductions. We got Jen Green on, who uh, I'm. I totally didn't write down your title before I came on here, and I knew I should have a senior uh, senior affiliate manager. Is that right? Senior, give, me the, give it yeah, to me. Senior manager, U.S. affiliate operation. Thank you. It's wow. So long. I know. Do you have an acronym that you use? No, but I should. We you do need one. Anything else? Yeah. We, we need to figure out what that acronym is. I should have figured this out before. It's probably something <laughs> funny too. Right. Well, well, I was uh, telling Nikki uh, off the air, but we'll say it for the people listening. So uh, this is like maybe our fifth episode in and around what's going on with affiliates. Um, you know, we started at the beginning of the year with kind of a different slant around what we wanted to do with the show and discussion. And, and so we've started the year wanting to talk about all the work that's going on behind the scenes and maybe answer some questions for people and ask some questions, things that we don't know the answers to and just, you know, kind of get a a sense of the lay of the land and you know we've had everyone from dale king and don on and and now yourself to you know hear about some of the great work you guys are doing um and so i'm excited to have you and for everyone that doesn't know like we're also trying to have people on that we're familiar with and that we're friends with and i've met jen a couple of times uh at events i where I, where all have we met it's like probably the games at least Maybe. one semis yeah Stimmy. i think Maybe one at Palooza, maybe. Maybe. I just feel like we keep running into each other. Like, yeah. you know, you just friends at all the these restaurant. places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the best ever, that's, dude. Well, well, that's why I can't always remember because if it was at a restaurant, I was very likely drinking. And There's that. Yeah. It's all blurring together at this point. But we love having people on we're familiar with that we know and uh, and just have fun, casual conversations. So thank you for joining us. We're excited to have you. Yeah, thank you. I'm super excited to be here. So appreciate you guys having me on. Well, why don't we, uh, we'll start, maybe just start the easiest thing if we're, you know, Nikki and I both start peppering you with questions. Um, but maybe you could just, you know, give our listeners your, you know, your blurb of what you actually do. Like, what is your actual big girl job with CrossFit? Yeah, so um, I manage the six U.S. affiliate reps. Um, so from the West coast to the East coast, everything in between. And within that, it's more so of supporting them so that they could support affiliates. Um, on top of that, I also work cross-functionally with, um, like the education team or the sport team, the product team to make sure that the feedback that my team is getting from affiliates and the suggestion is filtered out to those other teams and then vice versa, dispersing things that are coming for affiliates from those teams to my team so they can communicate it out. So you do Real all place. the things, basically everything. I try to, I try to. <laughs> it's a big job. There's a lot of responsibility. I feel like, I mean, already each affiliate rep is responsible for such a large territory and they have so many gyms that they're trying to 
service and owners that they're trying to meet with. I know you guys have like roundtable calls and discussions and stuff. So it, it's a it's a big job making sure yeah. that all of those people have everything that they need to provide the information to affiliates. And I can't imagine how difficult it is to determine what kind of feedback to funnel up the change of co- chain of command, because uh, I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of opposing opinions you have to sort of wrangle, a lot of uh, maybe one-off type things that are coming from affiliates. It's got to be kind of tough to understand and decide, you know, hey, this is a collective thing, or hey, this is one thing that someone randomly said, but we should absolutely run it up and, and make a change because of it. How do you determine that? Yeah, so we try to look at it from like a perspective from would it benefit other affiliate owners? Being an affiliate owner myself, we all kind of put those lenses on as like, would it would it benefit us? Does it make sense? Does it sound right? And then kind of talking through the leaders and the other the other teams of like, does it make sense to put this in place? Like from an education standpoint or from our standpoint, like company wide, does it make sense? Does it does it sound good? Is it worse the the squeeze um, with that? And or is it something that we should just table? And um, so we definitely still want to continue to take in feedback from affiliate owners and then just have like a full a full discussion on everything. Um, sometimes we do get stuff that's like uh, I I don't know about that, but other <laughs> as an owner, I don't think I would want that. But um, to each is on, and so within that, we still want to respect and. And take all of that feedback. And so we have an internal feedback process where we just submit everything um, and it gets routed to that department as well. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. One, one thing I've noticed amongst the affiliate reps, and this would be probably super nerdy uh, to some degree, but it seems like you guys have a lot of flexibility with them and the way that they, they run their, I don't know what you would call it, district, market, whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm in the Midwest. I own an affiliate here in the Midwest. I work with Andrew. And he's great. And, but I also follow a couple of the other affiliate groups because I have friends that own gems in those groups. And, and it feels like all the reps run it differently, which I think is very cool and different. But I always wonder, like, why is it not more, you know, as a com- I work for a company that is very streamlined, almost militaristic in, its, in the way we streamline our business. Why is it not more streamlined? Is that more by design or is it just kind of how it's developed? Yeah. So when we started, so when I was um, the Southeast rep, where everything were, was trying to be very consistent. So we were trying to be a very consistent message, consistent this, but we were receiving different feedback um, just based on different markets, different, um, just knowing different people and some things were forced. Um, and so within that, we've kind of, you know, developed the, that we are the CEO of our own region and give you the autonomy to as long as we're kind of getting what like our baseline is that we need to do, we'll let you kind of work within your region to kind of, to get that engagement, to support affiliates, um, you know, and to get those roundtables out, to do the newsletters, to do those different things with that. And we've kind of seen that given them the autonomy, they've succeeded and excelled in that. And our, our bigger vision to support affiliates has excelled as well. I like that because I feel like culturally all the different parts of our country are so very different. And so, you know, down to down to the needs because of the weather or because of the the type of city that you're in or the type of, I don't know, like culture of the region. It just it's that's cool. It's cool that 
not only have you found the right people to put in those leadership positions, but that they can really digest the needs of their area based upon what sets that area apart. That's very cool. Yeah, for sure. So I definitely, I love that. And I think, I think they do too as well. And they are always are sharing best practices and I'm sharing things that have kind of worked and sometimes they'll try it and they're like, you know, the, you know, the Northeast people didn't like that or the Southeast or a little bit, you know, not, not on that. And so then, um, you know, Hey, we tried, that's fine. We'll just keep going what we're doing. So that's successful. Mm -hmm. I, I like it, how it applies to, you know, our culture of independent ownership. Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's been, that's been part of CrossFit for so long where, you know, you, you affiliate and then you run the business the way you want to run it. But I know one of the consistent approaches you guys have had recently is really how do we fix the business around a consistency standpoint? How is this currently affecting that consistency? I mean, are you seeing gyms becoming more aligned? because you're allowing them to run as their own looking like kind of like you said CEO of their uh, area or or not yeah so I think that we're getting um especially um seeing that freedom from the reps we're getting more buy-in from affiliate owners that are like hey I like this or I like this idea I like what you're providing and so they're a little bit more engaged um because they're, it's just the the comfortability of the rep right like they can tell that it's not forced and so just that we're genuine trying to, you know, continue to earn trust and build trust with our affiliates. And so um, just truly listening to them. And if they're like, hey, this is not working um, from that, that's where the reps will kind of shift and make changes. And so I think um, just being adapted, adaptability within that role um, has helped them be successful and got more buy-in from affiliate owners. Can we, can we back up just a little bit in case people are a little bit unfamiliar with the structure of affiliates and affiliate reps? And then Jen, you sort of at the top of that chain of command. Can you just explain really high level, like what does CrossFit HQ and what do the affiliate reps provide for affiliates? Because we've said words like roundtable discussions or newsletters, but I think if, unless you're an owner and you have that direct communication, um, if you're just a gym goer, you might not know the relationship between the affiliates and the affiliate reps and then you. So can you just kind of explain like what it is exactly that you guys are providing to the affiliates? Yeah, for sure. So I'll, um, I'll kind of start back to um, 2020 and during COVID and then um, like with the, the change in Glassman and the sale and stuff like that. So Dave decided when he was interim CEO to bring in um, district reps. Um, so we had those throughout the U.S. and we were um, basically there just to, I would, I felt like just to listen to affiliate owners. That was a hard time. Um, everyone's gone through COVID. Everyone had an opinion on um, Glassman and, and the tweet and things like that. And so it was just a matter of us listening um, to those affiliates that then in return um, changed into a full-time position a year and a half so later and um, became the six regional reps. And so what we do now is that we support those affiliates. So they um, have questions about what's entailed in their affiliation, what their fee covers, um, utilizing the tools, um, connecting them with other affiliate owners. So a big component of that is our roundtables, our regional roundtables specifically. Um, so we take in feedback from those to make those topics specific. And if there's a, um, like Katie just did one on the West Coast about payroll, 
legalities and things like that, stuff that affiliate owners don't, not all know, um, but it's very useful. And so continuing to partner with our partners, the other affiliate owners to provide those resources and those connections um, there. And then also um, showing up at events, helping put on events as far as affiliate summits, um, which we have six in the U.S. this year. And then um, with that, just kind of continuing to support affiliates listening to them, having this conversation. Um, I've been on plenty of Zooms where I've just showed people how to log into their affiliate toolkit um, to do the basic, do the basics. Um, and some people don't even um, know that you can log in. So the, uh, the affiliate reps that you have, when you mentioned you guys started this back under Dave when he was interim CEO. And if I remember right, only because I think I did a meme about it because it looked like the Hunger Games at the time. It was like, <laughs> There was like a significant number of districts or whatever you called them. Um, And now there are fewer because I know when we had layoffs not that long ago, we went to fewer number of affiliates. How has that increased span of control for these affiliate reps changed how they're meeting owners? Meaning you got more, you got fewer affiliate reps and a hell of a lot more owners for them to get in front of. How are they doing that? Yeah. So I'm definitely, I think I was district 13 in North and South Carolina. Some of that, but it was just a contract position. So all of the districts were contract and um, most of us ran our affiliate full-time or had other roles or responsibilities. Um, moving into just the six U.S. regionals is a full-time position. And so we have a lot more time to um, chat with affiliate owners. We've kind of all like got our schedule down so that we make ourselves available continuously, emailing and reaching out to affiliate owners um, for that calendar is always open um, for calls. So especially on those, those big announcements, like the, right. the price games. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with that. Yep. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm sure they got plenty of feedback from the price change, I would imagine. Yep. Yeah. That's sure. the- yeah. Yeah. Good full schedules for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, well, I mean, that was obviously a big event for this year, you know, kind of setting aside what I would imagine and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you know, I'm just imagining this, but you know, I saw the online outrage that came from it, which there's always on. It doesn't matter what you do. There's always online outrage, right? Um, At least to some degree. What has the feedback been for that since then? Now that it's like gotten into people's minds and they're like, okay, well, there's nothing we can do about it. It's here. How's the feedback been? Yeah. So initially it was very much of just like a lot of, um, just listening to affiliate owners. Um, they, Again, a lot of them were not aware of the tools and resources that we have, that we provide, that we're doing. A lot of them wanted to know what we're doing and where we're going. And so it was just a lot of those educational conversations and then action. So seeing us put those into actions by having the town halls and um, the things that we're discussing and actually seeing things come to play. And with that, I would say the sentiment is a lot better now, but every, I mean, we're still having those conversations as renewals come about. We did have a lot of affiliate owners that are, you know, very much like, thank you for doing this. Like, it's about time. We're just, you know, wondering when it was going to happen. And so it kind of like both ends of the, both ends of the spectrum and with that, but it's been a good time to just continue to educate affiliate owners um, that we're on, that we're on the same side as them, that we, we want them to succeed. We want to see them succeed and what we are creating um, to help them do that. Yeah, we saw it coming. Yeah. We, did, we didn't even blink at it, to be yeah. honest. Like, as soon as you guys announced it, I called Jen and Tom. I'm like, hey, prices are going up. Told you it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's tough, Jen. I don't, 
I don't envy the position that you're in. I feel like I've I've said that to everyone that we've had on the show uh, who works on either side of this argument, truly. <laughs> really, because what I what I hear from you and from the affiliate reps that I know is my schedule is full. Anyone who wants to contact me, I make time for them. We're providing all sorts of resources. We're providing marketing resources. We are, you know, in the process of developing. Uh, better ways to get people pointed to affiliates. Like, you know, that there's there's a lot of really great work happening on the HQ side of things. And so those parties that are working on that stuff who are proud of that stuff are really loud. And then on the other side of things, the people who maybe aren't aware or who feel slighted about the price change or who feel slighted about whatever insert issue here, they're also quite loud about being like, well, what is HQ doing for me? I don't see any of this stuff. And that must be really difficult to reconcile because uh, on either end of the spectrum, those people are always quite loud in yeah. any debate. So what what do you do or how do you handle sort of that blanket statement? Like, what are you guys even doing for me? I don't even know. I don't even know what my affiliate fee gets me. You know, yeah. how do you deal with that when you're like, oh, I have all these things. Everyone's almost <laughs> full. It's a full-time gig. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, it's just taking affiliate owner by affiliate, right? So one by one um, and just kind of like, first, let's just talk about their situation, their affiliate, like how they got started, their why, and just kind of continue to like go back to what got them started and then how we've evolved and where we are today um, and, and just walking in, walking them through um, the successes of, that they've had as affiliate owner or the challenges that they've had and then where we can take that next step. So everything that we have in the, the toolkit with the rep, and then what can we do to help them take that next step? So um, again, if if being an affiliate is not in their cards, you know, as much as I hate to say this, but if if that's not where it is and that's not where they need to be, then that might be their not their next step. Um, but we want to at least show them everything that they have available, and then that they can use. And if they're struggling, like, hey, let's let's help get them into that place to where they won't be struggling as a business owner. If someone came to you and said, Jen, I'm thinking about opening a CrossFit affiliate. What would your sales pitch be? What am I getting for 4,500 bucks? What's your sales? Oh my, oh my God. It's amazing. Do it. Best thing ever. And I'm coming from that as an affiliate owner, <laughs> so, you know, um, but no, I would say, you know, like, let's just sit down first and think about like your business plan. Like, what is your vision? What is your why? Um, just because knowing me as an affiliate owner, when days are hard and long and you're just like, what in the world am I doing this for? Oh my God, $4,500. Like in that sense, I have to go back and think about my why and just continue to think about my why. What is my why? What is my members wise? What you know are my coaches wise? And then just start to think about that purpose. And so my first thing is I want the person that wants to start an affiliate to think about that. And then what does their business plan look like? Um, before I even try to sell them, I, you know, longer the days of, hey, I love CrossFit. I'm going to take my level one. I'm going to open a business. I have no freaking idea how to run mm -hmm. a business or how to manage people. And so I've, I figured that that's where all these affiliates like have started to fall, um, you know, mm -hmm. from like COVID because that just could not continue to take on. And so like, what's your business plan look like? You know, what do you have in place? What is this? And just start like, start small with them. And then, okay, awesome. So as an, 
as a new affiliate owner, you get this. And so we have the playbook, we have the starter kit, um, we have a new beta program that we're working with, you know, certain new affiliates on now that gives them, um, like Andrew Charlesworth is doing a 90 minute session of financial stuff with them. And then like, there's another HQ employee that's doing a session on building out your property and and things mm -hmm. like that. And then we had, you know, Denise Thomas and Nicole Christensen working on like developing your staff and coaching and developing your product and delivering your product. And so that's in a beta. And so I'm just thinking about all of the new stuff that we have for affiliate owners that are new coming in. Um, it gets me excited just to kind mm -hmm. of think about like all the stuff that's available and like, I'm like, dang it, you know, we, we worked hard to get where we are, mm -hmm. but I'm super thankful that like that is for that now because today is different than it was 17 years ago for sure oh my gosh yeah. today is different than it was four gosh. years yes. ago <laughs> exactly. right? when you think about it it's so interesting to say because and uh, john you brought this up a lot in the last show we talked about uh like culture and ecosystem of all things crossfit even just all things fitness like it is so not the same like you said it perfectly john like gone are the days where you're like this methodology is badass. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to, I'm going to start my own, you know, and that's kind of like how the evangelism initially spread. Like we we're all just so excited. Nobody wanted to take a rest day. So we we're like, well, if I open my own gym, then I can just come in whenever I right. want. I'm going to have a key. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and then truly like, you know, with the boom of CrossFit, at, well, I'll air quotes boom, right? Because we're still a niche training program and I understand that. But with the growth of CrossFit over the years, combined with how different the fitness and the business landscape has turned since the pandemic, it is vital to have people on staff providing the type of resources to potential new gyms that will help them balance their love and passion for the methodology information and data on how to sustain an actual yes. living, <laughs> breathing business. Yeah. And for a minute, I guess we didn't really need that because for a minute, if people were as zealous about this as we were, they would just show up and you would just work out and probably take your shirt off. And it'd be so fun. And no one would think twice. And I'm not saying that that can't happen still, but, um, you know, how to build out your property. <laughs> this is a big deal. Especially yes. since a lot of gyms struggle with the spaces that they may rent or, you know, the the way that things have gone since closures happened. And what if we get into a closure situation again at some point? Like, how are people going to handle that with their business models? Like, it's just questions that really need to be asked. And it's interesting to think about the different types of resources that you guys have had to evolve and prepare in order to kind of like just support the evolving ecosystem of all things fitness not just crossfit yeah and just so, knowing that and sorry john and i'm gonna say just no, no, knowing no. how like things and things have changed and me personally like prior to 2020 like i don't want to say my affiliate was ran as a hobby but it pretty much was so i was working full-time at the bank in you know mortgage management and it was it, during 2020 that I realized that, number one, I did not want to be at the bank anymore. And then number two, I needed to do something and I need to like invest my time in, into the business. And just knowing now where prices have changed, leases have changed, mm -hmm. you know, like rent and just 
the whole landscape is completely different um, as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, Nikki, you use the term evangelism. And I, the more that we've been having this discussion on affiliates, the more I'm feeling this is that in the early days, now keep in mind, early days for me was 2012. That was when I started. But I, you know, you, I, you could just feel the growth. Mm-hmm. Like you just get into an affiliate and everybody coming in hadn't heard of it yet. And everybody's excited and we're all showing off our scars on our knees from box jumps. Mm-hmm. And everyone's taking photos of bloody hands and like oh, yeah. The, yeah. you know, all the dumb stuff we did then. And, you know, it's just this explosive growth because we're all going out just telling people. Yes. And, you know, not that as CrossFitters, we don't continue to do that. But if you I wouldn't have hurt, a mean page, if we stopped, doing I know that. Well, we, do, we do all still do it. But my my criticism here and I, I use the criticism lightly, but um, I don't feel like CrossFit does that like mm. we used to. And, you know, I defined it last week as swagger uh, for whatever that's worth. And I guess what I mean by that is there's um, uh, excitement about what we do. And so here's my elevator pitch for you. This is, here's the swagger, right? How many 10-year affiliates do we have? Do you know offhand? Do you have a guess? I, I have no idea. I don't actually, but I, I can probably find out, but it might take me a minute. So I should well, know that. Well, let me make, I'm going to make up a number. It's at least 5,000, right? Okay. That'd be fair, right? We got yeah. 13,000 yeah. affiliates. You got to believe 5,000 of them are 10 years affiliates. Here's I your elevator. No, you think that many? Well, I, I would hope. We've been around for damn near 30 years at this point. So you would okay. hope so, right? Okay. So I'm just going to call it 5,000 because I can do this math really easy in my head, right? 5,000 10-year affiliates. You got 50,000 years of experience to help you run your new business. That's a huge Mentor number. Program? That's a huge number. And by the way, you have 30 years of proven methodology, the greatest methodology around fitness that has ever existed. Those are your two elevator pitches. Like we don't say that enough. like, that's who we are. We've redefined fitness. We've proven that you can take an average asshole like me and make them pretty fit at 53. Right. And, and I'm a very average person and you can just take this person after person after person and every affiliate we've, we go in that you can see where their lives have been changed and we're curing chronic disease and, and preventing chronic disease and helping people live longer for their kids and taking 70 year olds and make them live to 90 or hundred and, you know, taking little kids up and now turning them into these crazy elite athletes, you know, like those are the stories that I get excited about. And when someone goes, why should I open an affiliate? What do I get? What do you mean? What do you get? You get 30 years of the greatest methodology that has ever graced the planet and 50,000 years of experience amongst the best affiliate owners that have ever lived. Like that, I, that's the kind of confidence I want us to have as, as a community. And I know you do, I'm not saying you don't, I just, yeah. you know, no. I, I, w- I wish there was a way to bottle that and to get it in front of more people. And I think more people would go, holy shit, it's only 4,500 bucks for that deal. Yeah. You it, know? 100% valid. Like, to- totally agree. I think that, you know, and that's that first reaction when I was like, oh my gosh, like, why would you not? Like, that's my thing is the life change that I've seen is is hands down enough, right? From that, um, lots of times you just need a little bit more tangible information, a bit more tangible yeah. stuff for people, um, especially these days. 
So, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? And and you guys are doing so much more than you know. Even in the old days, you literally did just get the name, and 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 that was kind of it. And they're like, "Hey, good yeah. luck. Ho- hope you make it." And, you know, mm-hmm. and and now you look at it to your point. Like Andrew is running some pretty complex, you know, financial seminars here in the Midwest, and you know, you got the CAP programming, and and uh, you know, not to mention the education that comes out of CrossFit now is like so ridiculously good. You know, it's just, it's just kind of unreal to me what you get. So I'm just always blown away when I hear people go, I don't get anything for 4,500 bucks or what do I get when it all seems, you know, kind of right there. I think point of contact too is really overlooked. Like, what do I get? Like you have an actual human being, like you have a phone number and an email of a human. And if you have a, a great idea that you think can benefit everyone, or if you have a really personal issue for you and your affiliate and you just need help. You have an actual human you can contact who will make time in their calendar and schedule to meet with you and help you figure it out. And I am really blown away that we didn't have that three years ago, four years ago. When you think about the growth and you think about what we've been through, it's like, oh, that's kind of (laughs) new still. And I don't think we can understate the importance of human connection when you're dealing with an issue. Yeah. And and people still are like, who are you? And like, oh, that's what I'm like, I don't know. It's just them just been sending you emails for the last two years. It's all right. right. You know, right. So. Don't worry about it's it. Okay. Don't worry about yeah. it. File <laughs> <Kyle> 13. <laughs> well, people, yeah. people tend to delete any and every email that comes their way until they need you. And you're like, right. hey, exactly. it's fun. Hey, nice Hi. to re-meet you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when, when you think of the things that you guys are delivering now for that, you know, 4,500 bucks we're talking about. What are the top priorities for you and the affiliate group? You know, what priorities or tools that you want to provide to affiliate owners, you know, this year and moving forward? Yeah. So right now is to drive more um, people into affiliates um, is our, is our biggest. So the things that we're creating around that um, would be, we're doing a lot of work with the map. Um, so I know maps kind of been up and down, um, but we've seen like a huge increase in the map recently, um, with just some changes that we've done and working on like dot coms on like SEO and some paid, um, advertising and marketing with that. So, um, I know some spot, we've seen some sponsored ads, um, on Instagram and Google and then, um, things just reducing the number of clicks that people need to do just to get to an affiliate so like i'm looking at instagram you can just if there's an ad there just click through and it actually will take you directly to like your local local affiliate um versus having to go to like domain site and then find a gym and you know all those different steps um from that and then just kind of continuing to um look at how we can increase affiliate revenue um with that so whether it be looking at tools and resources to to benefit them to save or to get more leads, increase retention, um, things like that. Do you have a way to tell affiliate owners what you've actually provided them? Because my my fear is, and I've seen these ads and they're really good, by the way. And we're going to get Nikki all geeked out if we start. I know, I'm like, it. I'm ready. She, she's like shaking <laughs> it. She she does uh, advertising for a living. So she's shaking in her chair like a cold chihuahua right now. I like just wanting to talk about running ads. But like for me, I've looked at some of those ads. I click on them because I want to see if they're going to Sugar and Falls CrossFit because that's how I roll. And they're working great. Like I see them. But what we don't see in the field 
you know, like we've added some members and unless we ask, we don't know how they got to us. And so I guess that's the, like, you know, I, I used to have a boss that said, there's no anonymous giving. Are you, is there ever going to be a point where you guys can go to affiliates and go, Hey, Sugar Falls CrossFit. I sent you 20 people this year. What'd you do with them? Yep. So we are working on the back end of things for that. So, um, our tech team is working on now, like as we give leads out. So we also would be in contact with that lead of like, Hey, did this affiliate contact you, um, back and how did that first visit go? And then checking back in with that affiliate, Hey, how did this go? And just, mm -hmm. um, kind of creating that triangle of connection there. Um, so not sure when that's going to be out, but I know that is a priority for one of our tech teams, um, on the back end to do that. So I'm excited about that. Um, just to kind of, you know, say like full circle, did you ever get into an affiliate? How was that experience? What did that look like? I'm um, not that we can like change that experience. Right. But it's just definitely will be more data for us. Um, and then just continued to get a lot of the data from the clicks and how long people will stay on and where, like where they click to from, from there. So hope, hopefully that we'll get more data on that as it comes. So that's a newer, a newer piece that we just put out. It'd be super helpful for affiliates if that data came to us and, you know, like if it said, Hey, here's someone that came and they didn't enjoy the experience. Like an owner would look at that and say, Oh my God, that was Susie shift, you know, or, or whoever, I mean, you know what I mean? Just, you know, hypothetically yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. and help them identify maybe some weaknesses in their business that they're missing. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. 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 I think too, yeah. like closing the loop on the data that you guys are gathering from the testing that you're doing and providing that somehow high level to the affiliates would also be really beneficial for like, what, what does my quote unquote money get me, so to speak, or what kind of support am I getting from HQ? Because it's a lot of work, right? Optimize, we call it CRO, right? Conversion rate optimization consistently monitoring your website and figuring out where is the friction? How long are people spending? Where are they clicking? What do we even consider a quote unquote conversion, which is damn near impossible to track when you're sending people from the mothership, so to speak, right. <laughs> to individual affiliates that are then run on their own, you know, by their own sort of like laws. So attribution and defining conversion is already really, really complex. And so I'm sure you guys are doing all sorts of different testing to understand the data of like what works and what doesn't. And I think providing that kind of porting to the affiliates on some sort of regular cadence or some sort of like quarterly or, or biannual cadence to be like, hey, here's the stuff we've been working on for the last six months. Here's what we found, you know, the updates we made. And so you should be getting, you know, we should be smoothing out conversions. They should be happening at a rate of 6% more, 20% more or whatever, you know, we're geo-targeting our ads on social so that when people click, they're going directly to your gym or, or your affiliate based off of the zip code that they're in, whatever it may be. Like, I think that kind of stuff is, you don't need to get too granular because most people won't nerd out about it the way that I do. <laughs> but I think it would be nice for affiliate owners to like know and understand like, hey, this is, this is happening on the back end. And maybe I can even meet it halfway with my own efforts, right? Like I know my gym owner, um, he does the best that he possibly can sort of like dabbling with local Facebook ads himself being like, how do I put a little bit of money behind sponsored posts to get the right message to the people in my area code or zip code or whatever it may be. And so that kind of thing, which is by the way, really hard to do. 
as a person who runs an agency who does it full time, it is unfair to expect a gym owner or a business owner of any kind to like also have a degree in marketing and know how to do yes. that. And for a quote unquote self-serve platform, it's actually really complicated to run effective social ads uh, on Meta. So, but it, it is interesting and you guys have provided a toolkit and I think that there should be even more uh, eventually put into that so that people have a little bit of a crash course on how to do that kind of thing on their own if they want to. But if they had that reporting from you guys and that closed loop on the data of what's working and what's not, they might be able to increase their own individual efforts on a local level to kind of like help mirror or reflect the efforts that you guys are taking from HQ. Yep. Okay, I'll sure. get off my marketing so far. No, 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 we you're can good. talk about something. <laughs> no, 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 I, it's good. Um, so I do know that like it is that there's data um, from like our amazing product team that um, they have so much data. It, um, but we've asked to kind of like compile that. And if that's something that we can send out or give out during our affiliate town hall, then we have a town hall this week um, and we'll have one monthly. And so that is something that we're wanting to highlight, like the results from, from yeah. those things and how they're going um, with that. And then also on top of the additional marketing stuff that you're talking about is we're wanting to continue to evolve that. So we've added some small things here and there. And then, you know, obviously we've added in the open resources and just the, the magic of CrossFit, like last year, some, but we want to continue to evolve that and to make that into something that affiliate owners can, can pull from, um, you know, weekly or monthly and even down as simple as, you know, a schedule of how they should post on social media. Like what is, you know, what does it look like? Do you need a calendar? Monday motivational Mondays or you know Taco Tuesdays type thing you know please just don't basic tell anyone to post motivational Mondays no it should be it, <laughs> no, it's me no, Monday no, no, no. me Monday, Monday. Yeah. yeah um yes and as as cheesy as that might sound and as much as I might disagree with that for various marketing reasons if you have nowhere else to start and you're not great or adept at social media but you're a great trainer then you might need that you yeah. might need some kind of benchmark or some kind of calendar or some kind of best practice to just even get anything off the ground. So I think yeah. having something there is good for them, for sure. When, when I think about some of the conversations that we have with our affiliate owners, we'll pull up their Instagram, you know, while we're on the, the phone with them or on Zoom or something, and maybe they haven't posted in a long time or the quality is bad. And so we're like, where's the first place that we can just yeah. kind of like help you, you know, yeah. just get in the habit of posting on monday you know or something let's yeah. just take some good pictures you know, hey, send no, them to me true, people look yeah yeah send it, i'll help send them to me i'm happy to talk to them about their instagram page i, I yeah. love getting nerdy about the algorithm I yeah um, i i am curious you know i was looking through some of the ads today that you guys have running you may not have the answer to this one i'm gonna ask anyway you have a really diverse slate of ads that are out right now like sponsored posts trying to get people to come in and there it was really interesting to me just trying to look as an outsider going, would this bring me into an affiliate? And it's everything from, you don't need to be fit to start. You just need to show up, which I kind of, I like that one. Train hard, love easy, functional fitness guided by coach, stay strong in 2024, fitness that sticks. Like there's a lot of different, you know, themes running through these. Are you guys seeing early on anything that's been more successful than others to bring people in at all? Any idea? Um, 
I don't have that data right now. Um, I think that's just something that the team just started doing. Um, and I was talking to Maggie on brand today about that. And so it's still kind of still gathering data for those initial responses. So I'm sorry. I've just, no, no, it's, I it was just kind of the, I was thinking about it over the weekend because we have a couple of new members that just started in the last week and one of them was working out with me and I was afraid I was going to kill him in the workout. We were, it was a Sunday workout. It wasn't programmed. It's just me and a bunch of the coaches usually show up and we do a ridiculously dumb thing every Sunday. And this new kid shows up and I love him to death. And he, I'm like, Hey, do you want to join? And he's like, sure. And about 30 minutes into this 45 minutes workout, he's like, I've look over and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to run off the new guy. <laughs> Like he's going to, we're made, he's got, he's going to quit and he did, and he did great. Don't get me wrong. He did really, really great. But you know, at some point when he seems astonished by what I'm doing, I'm like, oh, he's struggling. If he thinks I'm, (laughs) if he thinks I'm the guy killing this, he's really struggling, you know? And, and so, you know, I've been chatting with these new members and asking like, how'd you find us? You know, how'd you find fitness? And, and, you know, none of them so far have gone, oh, I've watched the games. I want to be an elite athlete. These are people that just want to get in shape. There's the average Joes, you know, just average Joes and Janes that want to get in shape and feel better about themselves, which is yep. interesting to me because, that you know, there's this narrative that you hear online that everybody sees, you know, whoever, Rich Froning or whatever, and they go, well, I want to go do that. And I've never believed that to be true. And I'm seeing it live in person when most of them aren't. So I was just curious. And I will be curious to see over time which of these ads draw more people in and, and, and how many of them stick? You yeah. Know? I, I think it has to be true partially. And I said this on oh, the it last is true show. Partially. I would yeah. love to, what I would do to get into that business manager on Meta and audit that ad account, I would die. I would love to see a <laughs> free service. Jen, you let them know. I if will, they want that for free, we will audit their account. I would love to just get like, my okay. eyes on that type of pitch testing and what the what the account structure looks like because for sure there are some people that that messaging works for for sure like oh yeah be like this cbs yeah. sports athlete like sign up at your box right. today and then for the other people they need fitness that sticks because yeah. that's their trigger they're like shit i've tried every other program and i can't get something that gets my life in order and for some people it's going to be a longevity or aging message. And for some people, it's going to be a weight loss message. And for some people, it's going to be a, a a bodily aesthetic message. And that's okay too. Like there's so much that we can do and so many different groups that we can reach that. But to your point, John, like we got to, we, we need to compile the data and we need to know, and we need to ask them. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you hear about this? Like, why'd you come in? What other, what other, what other things have you tried that you hated? So we'll make you do that again. You know, right, you exactly. want to be on their side. Yeah. yeah. No more Sundays. No more <laughs> yeah. 45 minute Sundays. Yeah. That, <laughs> trust me, that was not my best decision. I, you know, <laughs> last week, Dale King said, and he had a brilliant statement. I asked him, what do you need CrossFit for? Or what do you need HQ for? And he goes, absolutely nothing. And I love that. It's just like, it's a true owner mentality. I'll just go do it. And so I, I wonder though, like, as we talk about these ads and I love that you guys are doing it. But I have to believe there are a lot of owners that are scared isn't the right word, but they don't know how to go out and knock on doors mm-hmm. and yep. do this evangelism part. Is there any work you guys have done or thought about doing amongst the affiliate reps to help kind of teach that muscle memory of how do you how do you build this evangelism in your community and get people 
to do what happened to all of us when we started, when some friend of ours grabbed us by the arm and said, you have to come try this. Yeah. Um, so one thing I know that we're doing is we're trying to bring in some partners. Um, like I think Danielle Williams in the Northeast has scheduled something with Dan at Push Press for um, just sales in general. And so it'll be a regional roundtable um, to kind of just get in the ballpark about selling and things because that is super uncomfortable for a lot of us. Um, but on top of that, Daniel Taffy um, does a very leads and prospecting course. And so um, we are trying to kind of work to see if that's something that we can develop to provide to our affiliate owners. Um, probably something later this year that we're hoping that we can do, but um, definitely ex excited about that. Kind of not sure exactly what that looks like, but I think he brings a lot. He has some really good success stories and leads in prospecting. Um, that would definitely help the affiliate owners. I was talking to my coaches about it over the weekend around the term forging elite fitness. Like that was our phrase in the early days. It was the only phrase we had really, when you think about mm -hmm. it, like it was on every shirt that we had. Or if, you know, if you were lucky enough to actually have one or if you wore one. Um, and so I was talking to them about it. And, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, younger members are newer to CrossFit. And so they didn't come up under that. And so I'm like, how do you feel about the term forging elite fitness? And one of them like kind of raised their eyebrows at me and they're like, well, we have a bunch of adaptive athletes. How would they feel about it? I'm like, they're elite as hell. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, these are the fittest adaptive athletes on the planet. Like they're really elite. Elite just means you're willing to do something that other people aren't willing to do. Like that was our culture early on. And mm -hmm. I, for some reason, somehow we've gotten away from that somehow in the evangelism part of going out and telling people what we do that, Hey, we do hard things. It's not so hard that you can't do it, but you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to want it. You have to, and you have to want it bad because there are moments it's going to hurt, but you'll never be more proud of yourself than if you do it. You know, right. I'm, I'm confused as to why, why that person thought that maybe the adaptive athletes wouldn't, is it because we call them like, now we have like, the elite individual competition. We have the adaptive competition. We have the, like, is that word well, not think, tied to other? I just think the phrase sounds hardcore. And it's part of why I love it. Forging elite yeah, fitness. Forging totally. sounds yeah. hardcore. Elite makes you sound like you're the best of the best, which you are, yeah. you know? And, and so I think, you know, people hear it and they're like, oh man, you must be a badass, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. I am a badass. That's so um, interesting because I hear it and I still think it applies equally to like scaled athletes, new athletes. Absolutely. Insert yeah. athlete here. We're all forgingly fitness. But to your point, John, like I came up in that tagline. So it is like lodged yeah. in my brain as like a for everyone tagline. Yeah. yeah. I think I think a lot of people are just intimidated, like you said, by that word elite. And, you know, just having normal conversations, people are like, oh, the elites, you know, for the the Olympic athletes, you know, and, and just kind of that level of, you know, of athleticism. And so, um, I think the newer, um, athletes and members that come in our gym, it's more of a, just an education piece that we have to just continue to educate them and empower them and, and let them know that we do want to do hard things. Um, and that we, the only way to get better is to do hard things and to step outside of that, that comfort piece. And then we're, Forging early fitness that way. How much of what you're doing in your own affiliate is carrying over into your day job with CrossFit? Mm. Like, do you, do you feel like you're a test subject for what you have to go out and talk to these affiliate reps about? Um, I 
I do. Some days I'm like, I'm like, oh, am I affiliate this? Or I could bring this back with my affiliate. Um, but yeah, I think um, I definitely care, care and care. And so like in my affiliate, you'll see that. In my team, you'll see that. Um, and so like if I get a little emotional, it's just because I, I care. Um, but that's that's the biggest thing is just like caring about my people. I care about my team. We care about our affiliates and just like trying to make affiliates first. And so just working with with my team, they all care and they all have that same thing. So I would say that super parallels with how I run my gym, how I run my team. Well, I think that it, first of all, don't be embarrassed for getting emotional. I think we all get emotional around CrossFit yeah. from time to time. <laughs> I mean, there, there's at least, at least once a week I'm crying one way or another, you know, <laughs> just kind of the way it works. I, I felt the same way. Like now that I'm certainly far more vested financially in CrossFit mm. than I was in years past. Now I'm, when I'm in there, even just working out, like I'm watching the coaches and now I'm starting to ask questions. Why do you do things this way? You know, what's your, what's the mindset behind this? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Yep. And kind of the same with members, like trying to find out why are you here? You know, or do you want to be an elite athlete? Just want to look better naked? Like what's, what's the reason, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it's really changed my perspective on why people work out and why we're all together. And it, I feel like it's given me a much better understanding of what community is you know mm -hmm. it's a real yeah. gift it really is yeah. mm -hmm. for sure when i think you know so i had um after the games not this past year but the year before that um the famous rebecca fussier like going up the stairs you know oh yeah thing so um i actually got a new member who reached out to me um because of the commentary um from that where it was like the people around you is what happens in affiliates every single day. And so I had um, someone reached out and she was like, just very, um, just that has a lot, like a lot of health problems and things. And she had tried to come to the gym several times and never got the courage until they said this happens in affiliates every single day. And she was like, okay, that was my sign. I need to call you because I need to see this in like, it happened instantly and stuff. And so I still think about that. And I'm like, this truly is what happens every single day and that we can't, we can't forget it, but it's even better to know the stories of our people of why they, why they came and why they're there and what they, what they want to do and what their goals are because we can help them get there. I had a, uh, I had a listener named Raylene. I'm just going to shout her out. I hope she's not mad at me for that, but she DM me. I sent this to Nikki. And she listened to our episode with Dale. And on that episode, I talked about um, that at work, my real job, I'm in banking that you were smart enough to get out of. But I uh, <laughs> I, I mentioned, no, I love banking. It paid for my furnace. It broke this weekend. It's great. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, but I mentioned that I, I'm often very proud because I'm always the fittest person in the room. You know, like banking's not a very fit community you know mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time at desks and sitting around and talking about money and uh, so i took a lot of pride in that and she messaged and said it made her remember that she used to feel that way and she needed to get back to an affiliate and she went back to an affiliate because of that and i was like and it, it it reminded me how much power we have to change lives mm -hmm. and that our example changes lives and not me i mean just like what you're talking about in your affiliate day in and day out people see that and 
and how it truly impacts not only them, but their kids and their grandkids and, and on down the line. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a real responsibility. You know, it really is. And a gift. Yeah. yeah. And let's also not underestimate the connection that physical health and wellness has to every other element of health and wellness too. Right. And yeah. clearing our minds and the mental aspect of it and, and, you know, fighting, we talk about like fighting chronic disease and fighting diabetes and fighting all of these other issues, but and we're also fighting like depression and solidarity yeah. Yeah. and, um, yeah. My God, if I didn't have the gym when I was postpartum, I don't know what I would have done. You know, there's so many factors of life and so many ways that we're changing people for the better beyond just being the fittest person in the room, which is badass, John. I yeah. love that for you. Hey, <laughs> imagine, imagine how uncomfortable you would be right now. Right? You started this episode saying how uncomfortable you are. Uh-huh. You're so, you're so oh close. Oh my God, to ain't that the baby. truth? Uh huh. <laughs> Right. But you've been working out the whole time. Like imagine how you would feel. No, true. I still did. Oh my God. The worst workout ever, which I will send to you, John, because you will love it. Like ascending thrusters and good air quotes, chest to bar. I did ring rows, but like this nine minute couplet today kicked my, kicked my butt. Yeah. Not fun. Um, But fun because I can still move my body. And I feel right. very grateful for that and very lucky for that. You're right. Like how much more uncomfortable physically and mentally would I be if I didn't have the strength to get through one of the most difficult changes that my body will ever go through? Yeah. 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 Not to mention, you mentioned on the last episode, Matt just had surgery and how, how much easier, easier he came out of that because of it. He's know? being a terrible patient. Virgin <laughs> was like no lifting more than 10 pounds for six to eight weeks. I hope he hears me, but he won't because he doesn't <laughs> listen to the show. No lifting more than 10 pounds for six to eight weeks. It's been two weeks. He has not even had his post-op appointment yet. And he feels totally right as rain. He tried to go back to the gym last night. I was like, Randy, would just wait for a surgeon to just give you the thumbs up. Just two more days. But he's been like carrying Hunter up the stairs. He's stopped me from bringing in all the bags of pellets which is actually great for me it's been a pain oh. in the ass running this household without him but <laughs> Nate, you know Nick yet, because he's that I, fit it's okay I speak, I speak for all men his body his choice so let's... that's true and i stopped i stopped trying to tell him. i started by being like honey you really shouldn't and then i was like you know what you know how you feel what am i gonna say exactly yeah. Well, well, Jen, I want to uh, wrap up our episode with the same question I've asked the last two guests we've had on. I'd mm. be curious on your insight. Um, you know, when you think to the future of CrossFit, what are you worried about and what are you most excited about? Yeah. Um, so I am, I'll go with, I'm most excited about um, just the continued impact that we're going to make. So especially with the CrossFit for Health Summit that was recently there, I'm just increasing awareness of like our partnerships with our, with healthcare professionals and just in our affiliate and just giving affiliate owners confidence um, in, in being able to say that CrossFit is healthcare um, with that. And so just continue that and the impact that we're going to make on that. Um, what I'm most worried about, like I, I thought about this question all day um, from that. So I think um, just the the number of people that aren't going to give um, CrossFit HQ a chance mm. and that just kind of 
they're like, what is HQ doing for me? And they just kind of like write it off and not even give us an opportunity just to kind of like have those conversations. Um, you know, and if that's their final decision, that's their final decision, but just like giving us the opportunity to have those conversations, because like you said earlier, there was never a person on the other line that you can call or that you could text or that you can email that would respond. And, you know, our, our team, like on a global level, the country managers as well, um, are jumping up and down just to have these conversations and just to, just to talk to you. So. Yeah. Well, I think if the other affiliate reps, and I'm sure they do, have the same passion about CrossFit that you do, you're going to be just fine. So, thank you. Um, thank you. I uh, thank you first of all for coming on. Uh, before we wrap up, though, let's shout out all your stuff. So, what you tell? Where's your gem? What's your gem name? So people can look it up. Yep, it's CrossFit Greer in Greer, South Carolina. So, um, on the map, I'm about halfway between Charlotte and Atlanta. Cool. All right. So. Yeah. Yep. Get that good southern food, some grits, some biscuits. I don't even know what you guys have in South Carolina. I haven't been there in forever, but I don't know. Biscuits, barbecue. Barbecue. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Barbecue. <laughs> should I should have known that. I should have known it was barbecue. Yeah. I yep. should have known that. All right. Well, uh, Jen, thank you for joining. Uh, super yeah, kind of you to, to jump in. And I feel like Nikki and I are learning so much about HQ through these episodes. It's been super fun for us. And, yeah. It's been um, really neat. Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you guys and, so much. Anytime. Well, for everyone listening, thank you for joining and we'll be back next week. Take care.